Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is Andy Grant. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you for tuning in. We are starting a little late because we have lots of exciting technical issues here in Blabland. Um, Real Men Feel is all about encouraging men to allow for, express, and really experience all of their emotions. That That's the basis of the program. Uh, we are live every Tuesday at 5 here on Blab. And then we are syndicated out through SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. Um, you can follow us at realmenfeel.org on Twitter. You can track down show notes and past episodes at realmenfeel.org. And you can join us on Facebook on our group, which coincidentally is called Real Men Feel. <laughs> With all that out of the way, let's get into today's show. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Apio Hunter. Greetings. How are you today, Apio? Fantastic. Good, good. Are you, do you feel like the, we have the blab gods on our side now? Is the energy right? The energy has lined up. Everything is going good now. It's no no longer playing with our with the with the blab uh, beta. They figured out that it's a beta, so they're they're not being as as mean anymore. Yeah, we have to rename blab blab perpetual beta, not just beta. Right. Yeah. Reinforce that. <laughs> but um, th- th- this program is not just for men. Certainly, um, you can be anyone to tune and enjoy, and you can also be anyone to be a guest. Um, not to mean our next guest is just anyone. But she's. It happens when we start late. <laughs> we get really silly. Yeah. Our guest this week is psychic and medium Laura Emerald. Hi, Laura. Hello, Andy and Apio, and everyone else who was so helpful while I was going through my technical troubles. Good. Thank you all. Well, you've made it, so thank goodness for that. And let's. And this is the first lab, so. Yeah. Excited. We can tell. It's all right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've all been through this too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one that's been on Blab for, for very long that hasn't run into Blab not working for them for in, in some way or another. But but it's all good. You are here. And just to, to jump right in, when I first talked to you, like, what did, what did you want to talk about when you come on? What And you, you I think you brought up forgiveness, right? I did bring it up because I had. I had, taught, um, I had done a little forgiveness class on Learn It Live, um, which is another online kind of, it's, it's like a virtual classroom. And it was really favorably received. I got a lot of positive comments about it. So when you mentioned this show, I don't know, that particular day, forgiveness just jumped in as something that we all sort of wrestle with and maybe might be interested in the topic. So cool, cool. Resonate with you. So before we get into that, let's get, so I mentioned that we, we've talked before. We, we know each other. Would, do you want to share the story of, of how we came to know each other? Sure. With your permission, I can share that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I met Andy a couple of years ago. At, he was teaching a class on how to improve your social media and email, um, email social media and just presence on the web for small businesses at uh, a, a local wonderful place in Andover called Circles of Wisdom. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> with the animals. Good Lord. He's um, picking up on the energy. Um, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, uh, I met Andy at that uh, Circles of Wisdom, and about nine months after taking that class, um, I'm a spirit medium. I was doing my morning yoga routine, and one of Andy's relatives came through to me to contact Andy and reach out to him right then because Andy needed to hear from this person's spirit right then. And I 
reached out to Andy and uh, you know tried to say I'm not really a crazy person <laughs> reaching out to you the blue, even though I felt like it. Um, and Andy got back to me right away, and I, I had offered you know to have a session with him, which we did, and it was apparently divine timing. Um, and Andy and I have kind of stayed in touch since. He did an amazing Akashic record readings for me. So if any of you haven't had that with him, totally recommended it. It was life changing. Yeah, and I'll, I'll share more details because so so I, I teach lots of different classes, social media and eBooks and and. Laura had said that she was had been in one of my clinics. You contacted me via email, said you were in a class, and I didn't recognize the name. And it's usually I'd have to see your face and like, oh yeah, you sat in the back row. Now I remember you. But um, she said that she had been contacted by my grandmother, and she had an important message for me. At the time, I was very depressed and um, was having suicidal thoughts for like the first time in a few years. My grandmother, I, well, I have multiple grandmothers who have passed, but I knew the grandmother who was coming through. Um, who she was and what she was showing up for because her husband, my grandfather, did die by suicide. So I knew that's why she was trying to find me and, and get in touch. So so when I got this message from Laura, I like I didn't doubt it. She said, again, you said, I'm not crazy. I have this isn't how I work. This isn't a scam. You know, and she you stressed that you you would like ignore this message for a while because no, that's not how I work. I'm not gonna contact someone and and just give messages that that come to me. Um, but, but I was like, yeah, let's go. Let, let's see what's there. And, um, and it, it helped me get through that time for sure. Um, and I have not someone that ever, I don't think I'd ever before that sought out a psychic medium. Um, so it was just really cool. So, um, thanks for that. And I'm sure there was some forgiveness in that message. I have to go back and look at my notes. <laughs> was. And the other funny thing is that Andy and I both have high tech backgrounds. We sort of share that common the high tech software mindset coming to these energy field, you know, from that or with that background. Cool. So, so thanks for that. And, and so when you want to talk forgiveness, is it because kind of like messages from the other side are about forgiveness often, or did it have anything to do with your work as a psychic and medium? Uh, you know, in the moment you asked me, I, you know, we were sitting together at a networking event. You said, well, what kind of talks you talk about and I, I don't know the psychic medium said you know forgive forgiveness is what came up as the top of my mind so I guess as a medium one of the things I do have learned is to trust it that maybe today your community would benefit from some discussion around forgiveness um, as opposed to you know I could always come back and not have the technical problems and talk about messages from beyond and cool psychic and mediumship stuff too if you want but um, but anyways, I was guided though, in the moment that you asked me, I just I just saw forgiveness and because I'd already put a training program together on it and it was, it got a lot of, uh, it, you know, people found it powerful, some of the techniques that came to me, so. Oh, good, so so it's not just that, uh, I guess I was assuming that the, you know, the majority of messages you receive for, for people are somehow related to forgiveness. So it's, it's much more of a, a concrete program in how to forgive yourself and or others. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But but um, yeah, in messages, I mean, actually, a lot of stuff comes up about forgiveness in messages from loved ones on the other side. I mean, that, you know, since you asked the question that way, that is a theme that has come up a lot, particularly with people. There's a lot of people that go to spirit suddenly, abruptly, and 
loved ones don't make it to the hospital on time or bigger issues than that are left wide open, like open, like gaping holes in their hearts. And they come in for a reading and, you know, parents are, are, you know, bringing up specific things that they did to them as children and asking for forgiveness. So, so yeah, I mean, as a medium, forgiveness is a theme that comes up a lot in readings um, for sure. But yeah, this, you know, it's interesting. So this, this forgiveness, when other people ask us to forgive them, and then there's forgiving ourselves and forgiving other people even when they don't ask. And that's, I think, where the power of the topic comes up because forgiveness is personal and we can choose to walk down that path of forgiveness regardless of what someone else's actions are or not. You know, so, that's really fascinating that you should bring that up. So I've attended a few, um, a few uh, spirit galleries myself with a very dear friend in uh, New Jersey is also a professional psychic medium, and one of her the things that she does frequently is called spirit galleries. And many times, you know, the transitioned loved ones who will come through. And one of the most powerful experiences I had attending one of those galleries was one of was when my uh, my paternal grandmother came through, and that message, very much interestingly enough, was that of forgiveness. You know, she said, and this was coming from the. LDS side, the Mormon side of my family. I keep forgetting that people out there who aren't Mormon don't don't necessarily know about you know that Mormons refer to themselves as LDS or Latter-day Saints. So, um, so on the Mormon side of the family, there was always issues that I had with regards to just the path that I wound up taking, and I always felt like there was a disconnection that was there. Well, the message that came through from her was, "You are perfect as you are. You have nothing to be ashamed of, and you are." Very much. We are so proud of the man that you've become. Of course, that was just overwhelming for me. I mean, lots of tears, lots of release, hearing that it was okay for me to forgive myself and forgive what I had perceived as a betrayal of that side of the family and non-acceptance from that side of the family, when in fact just the opposite was true. That, that not only accept me, accepted me, that it was important for me to forgive myself. Right. So, yes, it is so, so powerful. And I think it's especially powerful when delivered from a, a, a transitioned loved one who has that perspective, has been able to release all of those human blocks and experiences that they can then go through in the purity of that message. And it can be, well, better received. Right. So that is powerful. And we're getting some questions online from Sarah mm -hmm. Rose about how that works. Is it okay if I answer them? By all means, yes. That's why they're there. <laughs> so Sarah was asking, um, you know, how how does it work? Um, and for those so for those that have never had a session with a medium or a psychic, um, most uh, mediums can can do readings for people over the phone or in person, and. We set the intention when the when the appointment gets set up. That's when sort of the invitation, the evite, goes out to your loved ones in spirit. That hey, you know, Andy's going to be talking to Laura on this day at this time. So anyone in spirit wants to talk to Andy, you know, come on in that day, and the medium will, you know, I'll, a medium will tune in and make that connection to the higher realm. In order to do that, we raise our vibration and they lower theirs. That's how the connection's made. But just like with people in the physical plane, you know, you, you kind of vibrate with some and you don't with others. In the spiritual realm, it's the same way. And so, for example, um, 
John Holland, who was a big name international medium right out of New Hampshire that I had studied under, um, a, one of the comments he makes in his training is, you know, he's from a big Catholic Irish drunk family. So when he does readings for people, he connects with the Catholic Irish drunks and he doesn't get many children. You know, I, I am also from a Catholic family, have some Irish, have some French, and um, but I, I'm a mother. I, I, for some reason, children in spirit often come through to me. The drunk uncles and whatever, they don't, not so much for whatever reason. Uh, you know, I, I don't drink much myself and I, you know, I don't know what the reason is, but just like with people, you resonate with some and you don't with others. And in the spiritual realm, it's sort of similar. So if you go to a medium, you have to, even though you set the intention, you might want someone specific to come through, you have to be open-minded to whoever comes through and that's how the connection's made. Cool, that's really interesting. I, I, I didn't realize that, that mediums have specialties of the type of person or backgrounds or energies that they, they connect to. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yeah, and I, it's not a hard and fast rule, but, um, but people will ask me, because people who, I, I have some frequent flyer clients, and they ask me, why does the same relatives come through every session with you, but not this one or that one? And, uh, you know, and I said, you know what, go to another medium because other mediums might resonate better with those particular people. It's that simple or not. Uh, anyway. I, I've actually seen John Holland live a couple of times just because if people that aren't familiar, he's, he's from the area that Laura and I are both in Massachusetts and John does a lot of local things in New England when he's not really traveling the world doing his, his, his big time stuff. Right. But, uh, I think it was from him that I first heard that people that have crossed over due to suicide often have like a, a weaker presence that it's it takes it's they're not as strong to come in and communicate via mediums so interestingly uh it's not just because of suicide it actually also has to do with the person's beliefs so um when a person crosses spirit there sometimes is a period of time that it takes them to evolve to the point that they can present in human form to a medium uh, for example, I did a reading for a woman once and the person trying to talk to her, I kid you not, it was really, it was really one of the strangest readings I've ever done. I could hear this woman talking, but it looked like a flaming ball of light, like a Pac-Man, if you all remember, I know I'm dating myself by Pac-Man, but it looked like a talking ball of flame, like Pac-Man talking to me, I couldn't see, she didn't look human at all. I could hear a human female voice. And the woman had been in spirit for nine months, the talking ball of light. But the woman that I was doing the reading for was the executor of her estate. And the woman who was talking, her name was Charlotte. She said, it is so important that you tell her I had it all wrong. I believe that when I died to dust, we go back to that there was no afterlife and I can't even come through in, as a human yet because I still haven't got there. But I had to tell her that the religions have it wrong. There's no heaven and hell. It's We keep going on. But the beliefs that you have before you pass will impact how quickly or not you can come through. So, um, And conversely, I did another reading for a, a, a client one day. Her grandmother passed the day before. The grandmother came through clairvoyantly, clear as a bell. It, so... It's not only suicide cases, it's, it's anyone, depending on what any person's belief is, could impact their ability to come back immediately uh, or not. 
that's that's fascinating, and that brings up something that I had remember hearing from another medium one time, which is when people cross over, they depend again, but depending on their belief systems, they may go through a period of discharging a lot of the stuff which they accumulated during their human experience, and depending on how much how attached they were to those beliefs, the discharging can take place immediately, or it can take it can take a long time to let go of that. So there's a fascinating book that explains some of the process uh, that we go through in the afterlife. It's called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. And it is a great book that describes when we go to spirit, what happens. And you know, you're calling it discharging. I, I never really thought of it as discharging, but the, I, I guess I think of it the continued evolution that we go through when we go to spirit. And there is certainly a period of time um, in the book, The Afterlife of Billy Fingers, it's described as initially we go to a healing chamber. And then from there, we go to, you know, another another dimension or, or vibration or place. You know, think of it how you will. Mm -hmm. We do your review of your life and you process some of your decisions, mistakes, experiences and that's maybe what you're calling discharging mm -hmm. but this book the afterlife of billy fingers it was written by annie kagan who was a chiropractor in new york city who was not a medium per se at all she had sold her practice in new york city had moved out to long island and her older brother was tragically hit by a drunk driver in miami and killed instantly and a, a, a couple months after he passed she's walking on the beach and he started talking to her telling her what the afterlife was like. So the book is, a lot of mediums recommend this book because it really aligns with what we have heard from our, our connections to people in spirit. It really aligns pretty closely with it. So it's a very, very interesting read and um, explains yeah. that really well. That's interesting. You should bring up walking along the beach and getting a communication walking along the beach. My other grandmother, my mom's mom, came through to me when I was taught, when I was walking with a friend of mine on the beach in St. Augustine, Florida, funny enough. That was a two and a half hour conversation. <laughs> Very fascinating. Well, so the beach <laughs> place, <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with forgiveness, but it really is a really interesting, fun fact. When you're at the beach, um, you're a very clear channel. Uh, you know, something about the mm. island, the ocean, the salt water. I personally believe we are all mediums and the ones that sort of do this work professionally spend a lot of time and energy trying to purify ourselves as channels, but we are all mediums and when you're at the ocean clearing, um, it's an incredibly clearing experience. So many people have clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient experiences with their loved ones when they're at the beach. So it's kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And Sarah had had a, another question earlier. I don't want to lose it. Um, do you find that masculine energies in the physical world and also in spirit are different from feminine energies? Uh, well, yes. Uh, yes, in the sense that um, in the when, when I'm doing readings for clients <clears throat> and their loved ones come through, they often come through how they were in the physical realm, because it's evidential for the person to think of them that way. 
However, I also know that, you know, as our soul evolves, I mean, because someone had a physical experience as a male, when they go to spirit, they might choose to come back next time as a female or, or some other gender. But it's, it's not that once a male, always a male. And, um, but the personality traits that are connected with us in, in our physical realm, when we go to spirit and we're trying to communicate with our loved ones, they will use that information because it's evidential. And I'll just give you two quick examples because they were really kind of funny and interesting. So I was doing a group event at someone's house and um, the wife said, well, you're gonna do a reading for my husband. I'm making him have a reading. He needs to hear from someone. And I, and you know, and it wasn't the first time I had a sort of a recalcitrant male sitting across from me like this. Believe in this stuff, you know. Oh, we don't do that at all, nah. <laughs> I've had a few clients like that, though. It's pretty hilarious. Their wife or girlfriend, someone makes them go for a reading, and they're they come unwillingly. But anyway, and that was the case with this guy. So he's sitting across from me, and I said, "Well, it's okay that you don't believe. It still works the same way." So his father comes through. His father was uh, Canadian French, and and frankly, that's my heritage too. So I recognize it. But his English wasn't very good. And he was incredibly short on patience. So he's coming through to get a message to his son. So I described what he physically looked like to the son. And then, and then as he was talking, I was just having such a challenging time understanding him. And the more agitated he became, um, I, when he reached the point that he started cursing at me, I just looked at the client and I said, listen, I would not take this treatment from someone who's alive and I'm certainly not going to take it from your deceased father. So I'm going to stop the reading now. Sorry, I can't get a message from your dad, but go to another medium. I even recommended other names and I just stopped the reading. Now, this was kind of early on in my work as a professional medium. I've since learned from our friend John Holland, we were just talking about the last time I took his advanced training. What I should have done is used all that information as evidential information for the man and then go back to the gentleman in spirit and say, okay, now communicate to me from your higher self, which I will be able to understand, you know, drop the cursing and all of that sort of personality, which was very evidential and give me the message. You know, I, I shouldn't have basically ditched on the reading the way I said I learned after <laughs> that's what you gotta be saying for. But at the time, at the end of the night, the wife comes up to me and she said, look, I just want to tell you, while my husband is so sad, he didn't get a message from his father. You nailed my father-in-law. He hated women and he treated all women that way. And so my husband knows without a doubt that was his father coming through because you nailed it. So <laughs> I knew the situation. He didn't exactly get a message, but he definitely got pre to life. And um, well, he did get a message that his father hadn't changed much. Right. Right. because I've done readings for other people. I did a reading for a woman whose grandmother was Japanese, never spoke a word of English in her life. And in the reading, she communicated with me beautifully in English. And except at the end of the reading, when we got to this part where she was trying to give me a message for the young woman's parents, and there wasn't an English word that the Japanese word translated to. So she gave me the two English words it was between. She said, tell your parents. And then she said, it's between love and honor. But it's a, it's like a, it's like a family endearment. 
Anyways, the young woman knew exactly the word I was talking about based on how the grandmother described it. And yet here she spoke Japanese, not a word of English. And she had evolved to the point that she could communicate with me that way. No, so that was actually my experience that I had with my grandmother. When she, she only spoke Portuguese, mm -hmm. but my mom's mom, she only spoke Portuguese, but she communicated very, very clearly. And every once in a while would say Portuguese word that I would recognize. Right. That was a word that we would only use between the two of us. That was, and, and it was fascinating. And, you know, the person who was, who was doing the medium, who, who was translating, uh, I call it tra spiritual translating, um, that energy well, she spoke enough Spanish that she could actually approximate those Portuguese words, which is really, really fascinating. But you brought something up that, for me, was uh, brought up another question, and that is, in your experience, particularly dealing with male energies, those of transition, and as you know, you, you mentioned the evidential, um, you know, what the evidential energy that's there that identifies them as having been male in that this particular life. How frequently do they? move into those messages of forgiveness. I see it's quite frequent with female energies who have transitioned. But how often do you no, encounter that with male transition? Yeah, it's pretty frequent with men as well. Um, I just did a reading a couple months ago. Uh, a woman's father was incredibly abusive. And a, a lot of dads have come through asking for mm. forgiveness, talking about how they... Um, sort of bought into, it sounds like a lame excuse, but bought into the cultural norms at the time, weren't very expressive. I mean, I think your mm -hmm. program's awesome, talking to men about, hey, it's okay to feel, because a lot of men come back from the other side and tell me that as a medium. <laughs> tell their daughters and sons, I'm sorry, I should have hugged you, I should have said I loved you, I shouldn't have been so hard. Um, and interestingly enough, every generation born is more connected to the higher realm than the previous generation. So honestly, these grandfathers and fathers through, you know, they they legitimately, you know, weren't, I, I call it frequencies. And I know Sarah, you uh, someone's asked about it, about vibrations or frequencies. Um, the frequency that we vibrate at makes a difference in terms of how connected we are, how perceptive we are to being tuned into the higher realm. And so fathers and grandparents that weren't, they do come through in readings asking for forgiveness and, and moms do too. I mean, frankly, it's not just men, it's not a problem with men exclusively. There's a lot of women that come through asking for forgiveness as well. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's powerful when, when the forgiveness is asked for by loved ones in the higher realm in a very evidential way, it's very powerful for the person, but, also, I, I just think it's so important that we, even if our loved ones or, or people who have, you know, uh, done things to us, never ask us for forgiveness that we forgive anyways. So. Yeah, because forgiveness, even if you're forgiving someone else, it's really a gift to yourself. It is. It really is. It's very powerful. Do, do most people that receive that message, are they, are they able to forgive or... You know, Okay. Yeah, I think so. You mean who received the message from someone in spirit yeah. or just yeah. people who... Yes, so people who receive the message from someone in spirit, uh, many tears have been shed and, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I feel humbled to witness such healing because it is healing. Um, but there's also those people who I've done readings for who were hoping someone would come through asking for forgiveness 
and they didn't for whatever reason. And the person's left wondering, hmm, do they not care? Or, you know, they're, they're wondering how to handle that. And, and that's why, you know, that's why the topic of right, forgiveness is perfect. Perfect. Give them anyway, even if they didn't show up and ask yeah. for it. If they didn't show up and ask for it, right. And yeah. In my early 20s, I was in a very violent, abusive marriage and did a lot of work on forgiveness in my 20s because, you know, I had a choice. I could, you know, I think of when you're angry at someone or carrying a hurt like that. A long, years ago in my childhood, I read one of those Dear Abby columns where it's like carrying a sack of potatoes on your back when you're angry and hurt. And over time, the potatoes spoil and smell foul. But it doesn't hurt the person who was the one that caused that anger or hurt at all. It just hurts us, you know, when we are carrying that disgusting pack of potatoes around like in a backpack on our back, it's just hurting us, so. Yeah, another analogy that I've seen, I've heard is, you know, it's like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. Right, exactly. Let's see here, what's Sarah, does Sarah has something. Sarah has a good so, Okay, so the question, I won't, if you're watching the replay, you're gonna see it in the chat, but for uh, for everybody, you'll just read it for you. Um, in your experience, what is the most common topics that do men want to address with those on the other side? So interestingly, uh, just based, so first, I guess I should, I should qualify this by saying, Probably about ninety-eight percent of my clients do happen to be women. Yeah, that I was going to—I was going to ask that, and I, yeah. I assumed that to be the case. But yeah, great. Most men who I have done readings for, and, and there's been a fair amount of them through the years. Um, I've been doing this now for almost fifteen years. Uh, so they—they they sort of fall in two camps. The camp I just told you about—the ones that come, you know, I'm here because someone made me. Uh, and it's really cool to see those people end up, you know, receiving messages and and end up making a connection and kind of walking away going, wow, there's something to this. But then in the other, the other sort of group of male clients I have, this is a popular, becoming one of my most, it is becoming one of my most popular services lately. And that is men who are coming to me for spiritual development sessions. They, they come in for a reading first and, and connect with their loved ones. And that's all really cool. And then they say, Hey, I've been really feeling like I, like I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I'm, where I, I want to work on this. I, I feel the presence of my grandmother around, or this person, or that person. What can I do to increase my own, you know, my own frequency, or how can I be more deliberate about it? Or a really popular request is, how can I release everyone else's energy? Because you know, people who are sensitive to energy and then go into very public places like malls or airports or stadiums or wherever where there's a lot of other people. If you're the type of person who's sensitive to energy and then you go into the energy cesspool that is like a mall or an airport, <laughs> somewhere like that, you get, you get what I call slime by the vibe. And so, you know, you have to learn how to clear that away. So, mm -hmm. so men are coming to me for spiritual development sessions after having readings, which is really cool which is very cool. They're embracing their the softer side. Yeah. So, so they, they, they feel the slime, but they're not sure what it is or where it came from or why it's happening. <laughs> right. They're kind of a spiritual car wash. Spiritual car wash, right. And actually on my website for free, you can download a rainbow shower meditation to help you do a little clear while you're, while you're clearing your physical body. You can do a energy clear and visualize golden light, giving yourself the, uh, the car wash, as you say. Right, right. All right. Well, good plug. So what is your website? 
Oh, so my website surprise is called lauraemerald.com. And so you can just download the free P3 file. And if you have trouble getting it, some people with maps and other, some people have been having trouble getting it. If you do, just email me and I'll get, get it to you. Cool. Out of it for comments also as well that people can refer back to it if they need to. So it's so men are rarer on the 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 human client side. What what about on the spirit side? Is that more men, more women? Anything in between, or how does that break down? Ah, gosh, it's probably fifty fifty actually on the spirit side. It's it's probably about even. Um, Men, fathers, grandfathers, children, friends come through. Male, yeah, yeah, it's it's about even. Um, I don't, I have not noticed a difference one way or the other. Um, it, you know, every client's different, and depending on who they've lost, and depending on how long ago, as we already talked about a little bit, and also, well, hmm. I would actually say maybe even a few more men in spirit do come through, and here's why. Well, so the, what a medium does is we tune into the strongest, most dominant energy first. And as an example, I'll just give you one other example. So I was doing an event at a local VFW, uh, a local hall where there was about 75 people. And the event was for four o'clock in the afternoon. But that Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm making pancakes for my kids. And I turn and there's someone's grandmother's in my kitchen and it wasn't mine. And I looked at this woman, I said, um, excuse me, <laughs> she was coming through in spirit. And I'm like, and it wasn't your grandmother either, Andy. <laughs> I'm like, a grandmother thing going on. <laughs> it was a grandmother thing. I'm like, excuse me, um, I don't know you, but I'm doing an event later today. And if you're here early for that, that doesn't start till four. And she's like, Dear, I know it doesn't start till then, but I wanted to get your attention now because at those events, all the mediums tune into the strongest energy first. And I know it's not going to be me, but I thought if I showed you my face now, you'd look for me later. So I could get a message from my granddaughter. It was so crazy. And so I said, okay, come back at the event and I'll tune into you and look for you. So the event starts. And re really, especially a big group events like that, the men are definitely by far the stronger energies coming through. So more males in spirit come through than women. But I was able to scan the room and I saw a bunch of men in spirit, but I scanned the room and I saw the grandmother standing over against the wall right behind a young woman. And I started with her and the girl, she just started bawling. It was so appreciated. And But the grandmother went really far out of her way to become the most, you know, to tell me to look for her because I would have absolutely tuned into some of these other spirits that were coming through with a, for lack of a better way to put it, a more dominant personality. Because as the medium, you want to get the clear connection with the person. You don't want to be fuzzy about it. So, And a lot of people who've just had a life as a male still carry a lot of that strong, you know, personality into the afterlife, I guess, and can come through. And, and if, if men, of, especially the prior generations, weren't willing to feel and be emotional, express themselves, there's almost like this pent-up demand energetically afterwards. So are they like more, they're working harder, they're trying to get your attention, like I got to get rid of this now? There is definitely some of that. And actually, my very first experience when I was 35 and I had my, without a doubt, holy cow, someone on the other side's talking to me. It was the father of my brother-in-law, who was an ex-Marine, 
He was like 6'4", a big, huge guy, gruff voice, and did not believe in the afterlife at all. But it was him that was whose voice I heard talking to me, and I was really taken aback. And he and others um, like that who, while they were alive, really thought afterlife, they poo-pooed it. They have become, you know, it's like a reformed smoker, how they, you know, hate the smell of smoke and are always talking about it. But these people come from the other side, go way far out of their way to convince everyone else. It's like they're evangelizing for the spiritual realm because while they were alive, they didn't believe in it. So they, yeah, they go, they look at it as a new pastime, I guess, or something. I don't know. I call them free flyers, though. <laughs> I like that. You mentioned something earlier about those cultural influences, and oftentimes people will say, you know, they apologize because of the times in which they live. That certainly happened to me with my, when my grandmother came through who went the Portuguese side. Um, that's exactly what happened. You know, she's like apologizing for several things that happened and, ask, and, and asking for that forgiveness at, because of those cultural influences. Would you say that because women in past times, particularly in if they weren't necessarily in American culture, but even in American culture, their energies perhaps aren't as strong in those group events because of those cultural influences that are still, that could still play dynamic? I don't think it's, so here's where it gets a little strange. Um, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna take you to probably a really strange concept, but it's one I've come to believe from mm. my 15 years of studying this metaphysical stuff. I think from a soul perspective, our soul is neither male or female, but it's sort of like, um, I guess I think of it sort of as a super soul. And I think we can have multiple human experiences, both male, female, transgender, whatever, um, simultaneously perhaps time as we know it in our dimension isn't apparently the way it really is in the afterlife time is not as linear as we perceive it to be. And <clears throat> so I think in the, the, the way you're asking that question is I think when, when people's loved ones come through, dominant or not, you know, extroverted or introverted, uh, talkative or shy, all of these things, those are simply character traits in that last life that for the client that I'm doing the reading for will be evidential to prove that it's their loved one. However, the soul of that loved one is continuing to go on and evolve and I'm sure it has the capability of being, you know, more dominant, more forthcoming, more evolved or what mm -hmm. have you. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes perfect sense to me because, you know, I, I channel source energy, I mean, the full thing. And that is a consistent theme that comes through whenever I'm channeling is that we are neither male nor female when we are in spirit. We right. are, we just are. We're love. Exactly. Right. We are love. And the, and the whole multiplicity of experiences simultaneously also makes sense because I get that a lot as well. So, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it's kind of a mind bender, but. Yeah. <laughs> All the good stuff is, right? For sure. Right. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about uh, mediumship and, and, and probably should have started this way, but. What, you know, what, what, how would you define the difference from what's a psychic versus a medium? So the difference between psychic and mediumship, um, psychic, the word psychic comes from the Greek word of the soul. Um, and psychic, 
senses, uh, you know, to be able to see, hear, feel uh, people in spirit. When you're developing your psychic senses, you're strengthening your connection with your own spirit guides. And spirit guides is a concept that, depending on your religious tradition, you may or may not even believe in necessarily. But again, it doesn't matter if you believe in them or not, they still are there. But when you go to someone for a psychic reading, what's happening is the psychic is connecting with their spirit guides who are talking to your guides and talking to you. So it's a little bit like that old commercial, remember? Um, we'll go to lunch. We'll have my girl, call your girl, we'll go to lunch. You know, <laughs> It's an indirect communication. It's through the guides. So when a psychic appears to be reading your mind, it's really this, your guides are communicating to the psychic's guides who is downloading whatever information, giving it back. Medium is also psychic, as we all are. We all are born with some level of psychic and mediumship ability. Are we all a Mozart? Well, maybe not necessarily, but we all could learn to play the piano if we chose to. And we could all strengthen these you know, particular skills if we wanted to. But a medium has taken that one step further. So when I do a mediumship reading for someone and I'm sitting across the client, from the client, I am directly communicating, not through the guides, although my guides are helping me. I'm directly seeing or feeling or hearing their loved ones in spirit. So all mediums have developed their psychic abilities, but not all psychics trust or have developed their mediumship skills to the point that they're willing to share information that way. Yeah. And that's why it's more for a mediumship reading it's a heck of a lot more expensive for, you know you could go somewhere and get a psychic you know card reading uh, there are psychic tools that psychic shoes palm reading tarot cards and all these other things you can pay 30 bucks and go get that kind of a reading it takes a lot of physical energy for the medium to be making that direct communication with the higher realm and that's why it's a lot more expensive so cool thanks thanks for that I, yeah i've Heard both terms banded about often, and never took the time to ask someone. Well, what you know, what, especially someone that identifies as 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 them. Like, well, what what's the difference to you? Right. Yeah, because I've often heard, and I've told you, yeah, we're all psychic. It's just, are we strengthening it? Are we using it? Are we believing it? Or are we denying it? And not until we right. cross over to go, oh yeah, I was psychic. Please. <laughs> I love that definition. I mean, it's such a beautiful definition, and I like how you define psychic as not as mind reading, but that connection to soul connection right. you know, that, we, that we all have. I usually like to say that we are all empathic because we can all feel emotions to a certain extent of others. It's how we're able to create relationships. It's how we're able to 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 build trust with one another and so forth. That's There is that connection. We all sense it, even if we don't necessarily call it that. But I like your definition even better as far as that psychic ability. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Cool. Well, That's uh, pretty We've been going on for, for quite a bit and as I look at the clock and not even sure when we started due to our, our rough start initially. It's almost uh, 45 minutes ago. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, Laura, good. I want to I thank you for sticking with it and, and joining us. Um, this has been really fascinating. You are very welcome. Right. And uh, thanks for all the people sharing the comments and questions today. Really a good active group. Um, join us next week, next Tuesday. Wow, it's already July. It'll be July 5th. Uh, we'll have another episode of Real Men Feel. We'll be joined by Psycho. Wow. A bird just flew into my window. <laughs> I heard that thump, yeah, too. That, that was the bird, yeah. I, I, wow. There are feathers. Wow. I can see if someone's all right. Okay. 
we're trying to get Spears coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to be joined by psychotherapist Luke Watley, and we're going to explore allowing life to guide you. So that should be really interesting as well. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Cool. Well, I'll look forward to all of our conversations. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? What do you think? Really? <laughs> so again, thanks, Apio. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Laura. And um, more information, visit realmenfield.org. Visit lauraemerald.com. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Thanks, folks. Thanks, everyone on the line. Nice meeting you all. Take care. Start recording again. Let's. We have a forgiveness poem. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This was written by the former Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations, Robert Mueller, for International Forgiveness Week, which is apparently a real thing in February. Um, and it's called Decide to Forgive. Decide to forgive, for resentment is negative, resentment is poisonous, resentment diminishes and devours the self. Be the first to forgive, to smile and to take the first step, and you will see happiness bloom on the face of your human brother or sister. Be always the first. Do not wait for others to forgive, for by forgiving you become the master of fate, the fashioner of life, the doer of miracles. To forgive is the highest, most beautiful form of love. In return, you will receive untold peace and happiness. Here is the program for achieving a truly forgiving heart. Sunday, forgive yourself. Monday, forgive your family. Tuesday, forgive your friends and associates. Wednesday, forgive across economic lines within your own nation. Thursday, forgive across cultural lines with your, within your own nation. Friday, forgive across political lines within your own nation. And Saturday, forgive other nations. Only the brave know how to forgive. A coward never forgives. It is not in his nature. By Robert Mueller. Very cool. Beautiful. So, Absolutely beautiful. I, I think it just covers it all, doesn't it? You know, and especially in these political times. Isn't that a good reminder? Yeah, and especially the daily prescription. I like that even better. I know. So anyway, so I just thought that'd be a good note to end on. But yeah, beautiful. Thanks. That's great. Thanks for that. Yeah. Goodbye again. Yeah. Right. See Goodbye. you guys later. <laughs> so easy.